Hi. 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 <laughs> Welcome to recording number seven. <laughs> About that. All right, ready? Yes. Here we go. Three, two. This is Flying with a Purpose, a podcast brought to you by Flight Review and Melbourne Flight Training. I'm David Allen, a student pilot currently pursuing my private pilot certificate. And I'm Derek Fallon, a certified flight instructor and the owner of Melbourne Flight Training. Got a question about flight training or aviation in general? We'd love to answer it. Details about how to send us your questions will be at the end of the show. Now, let's get to the good stuff. And welcome to episode zero of the, uh, the, oh, geez, I can't even remember what we're calling this show. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to episode zero of Flying with a Purpose, the new podcast uh, brought to you by Flight Review. And uh, we are, we are, we're just starting out. This is David. I'm David Allen, and I am a student pilot at Melbourne Flight Training. And you are? I'm Derek Fallon, and I'm an instructor at Melbourne Flight Training. You're an instructor and the owner of yes, Melbourne Flight Training. Yes, the owner as well. Yes. You have some hours. Well, I, like, I like flying, so. Yeah, that's the thing. I love that. <laughs> the, the business is cool, but you like to fly. Yeah. 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 And you, it's a lot of fun. And it shows in your logbook because you have a lot of hours. Yeah, too many. You want some of them? I'll take some. Okay. Yeah. I'll just, is, I shouldn't even work? say that right now because how they'll do, probably be like, oh, you shouldn't say that. But how does that work? Do you, do, do, do you just loan them to I me? I guess so. Or? I can rent them with can, interest. Nice. I like it. Yeah, cool. yeah. So you. so you give them to me and then when they come back to you, they're worth more? They're worth more, yeah. It's so like an 10 hours It's like a 401k of hours. <laughs> <laughs> if only it so, worked that So way. many student pilots would think that that is like, that is funny because they're working <laughs> so hard to get hours and get there, get to their 250 so they can get their commercial and then do their CFI and then get 1500 hours so they can get their ATP. So, um, so is that, is that the, like 1500 is when you can get your, I know 1500 is when the airlines will hire you, but uh, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves here, but yeah, that's that's the ATP. Is that ATP? Yeah. ATP without restricted privileges, 1500 hours for the ATP. Gotcha. Okay. So what are we doing here? We're talking about aviation. We're talking Mm -hmm. about uh, training, mostly flight training Mm -hmm. and what it takes to become a pilot, what it takes to get uh, other ratings, where we go, how, you know, we're going to answer questions. So if you had, if you had a question for an instructor or a a student pilot or anybody like you could, that's what we're going to do here. We're going to just discuss that stuff. Cool. So yeah, it's going to be exciting. We're going to talk a lot about things. I think that people are wondering, that they didn't, they're afraid to ask, or they're asking if they're asking on the wrong spot. And, and the thing is, you know, there, there's certain things about flying that are very black and white. Mm-hmm. But there's other stuff that's not so black and white. Do you agree to that, with that statement? Yeah, and I think it, it has to do with a lot of times uh, the things that are black and white are people's human factors that are inputted into the whole like flight training on paper is you need 40 hours to get your private you need 40 hours of simulated instrument to get your instrument rating you need 250 hours to get your commercial and when you throw the human factor into it of all the other things that the person that's training is thinking about like money or where they're going next and all those cool things uh it changes the dynamic and it's not such a simple answer that you should do this 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 and this it's actually uh no you might want to do something different because you're a different person than than the, the other guy sitting next to you how um, how many different right ways are there to train somebody? I mean, there's got to be as many as there are students. Yeah, there's uh, everyone really should be individually uh, trained differently. 
if, if we were to do flight training right, we would do it uh, very scenario-based. And, and you would train to the way the person is going to, to fly in the future. So if, if, say, I have a CEO who is going to be uh, flying their plane for business and they're going to be doing a lot of point A to point B and they're going to be flying in a lot of weather and they're going to be doing a lot of day and night, we're going to do a lot of experiential training. We're going to do a lot of, you know, uh, route-based flying that they might be doing. Uh, whereas, you know, somebody who's going to fly recreationally locally, uh, they may do the minimum cross-country, but they, you may want to make sure that they're very proficient in, you know, maneuvers and stuff like that because they, they may be going on to fly uh, th- their friends locally, maybe even do some aerobatics or something like that. So the training will be different. Airline pilot candidates are going to be doing, uh, you know, very regimented standards-based training, um, uh, technology-based training. That's like, you know, learning to use glass cockpits and things like that. So yeah, very different for each person. Um, and we have to, we have to keep that in mind. And I think that's where a lot of, uh, instructors fail is they, they don't, they see their students as one, uh, carbon copy of each other and that they're going to be very different. So I feel like there are schools out there that, focus on training one type of pilot or another and 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 I and I feel like at Melbourne Flight Training where where we're where I'm training here uh, in Melbourne Florida that's at KMLB for those of you who are following along that's not Australia Melbourne Florida on the space coast <laughs> there are no kangaroos outside here <laughs> right, none of those um, I feel like this school it kind of caters to a wide variety of pilots we have certain pilots who's who are going to get their private instrument commercial CFI they're going to get hired by you as a CFI and that's happening training. right now I gotta stop you Dave that's happening right now I just saw out the window somebody just passed their CFI check ride nice so that, that is just fantastic. happened that just uh, actually just happened as we're yeah, recording that's what passed. he just passed his CFI check ride that is amazing right out in front of us out I the window it. here from our from our conference room give a shout out what's his name uh, Mike Nevins Mike Nevins yeah. just passed his CFI check yeah. ride congratulations he, and now Mike. he's gonna work for us that's fantastic. So, yeah. so and, and so that's what's going to happen is now he's going to build some time and he's going to have the, mm-hmm. the 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 DNA of this school kind of ingrained in him and then he's going to probably take that and move on to the airlines. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're also training people who are not necessarily looking for a career in the airlines. They just want something to do. They want to go out and fly airplanes. Yes. And I think that's kind of an interesting mix of people that we have here at Melbourne Flight Training. Right. And, and, and the, the we'll tailor that specifically to them. So your private pilot who's not doing an accelerated course, maybe they're doing a 61, they're going to, uh, and maybe they have a little bit more funding available because they're a professional and they they really want to make sure that they're safe before they fly their family. So like that they may spend 60 to 80 hours doing a private pilot, even though the skills there and they could pass it at 40, like a 141 student does. Um, they, they want to do a little extra training with the instructors to make sure that, hey, you know, I want to make sure that I'm really good at cross country. Or I'm really good at night because I'm going to be flying my wife and or something like that, you know, or my kids. Uh, so we have a lot of that going on. It's very cool. Cool. It, it, it's it, it's very important to look at them very differently. And very, I, everybody. And do you think that there's some CFIs handle that better than others? Yeah, I do. And I think, but I think it comes from the culture. So we've set a culture here that. You know, we do not, you know, first rule of any teaching environment is don't yell at students, right? So no yelling at students. You see a lot of that in the 141 bigger schools. 
um, where they're demanding that you make a certain standard at a certain time frame. And that's not how people learn. Um, it's good to have standards, but some people need a little more in different areas than others. So uh, the other thing is that to realize that they're different people and to just treat them with respect and take the time to identify their learning style rather than just stamping them in the, you must learn this way, this is the best way. Some people really benefit from flying a simulator. I think everybody should fly a simulator. So there I'm kind of stereotyping all the pilots, right, a little bit. But I have some that just don't do well with it. So it is better to use the airplane. So we'll look at that individual student and go, well, you know, simulators are really good for everybody, but, you know, they may be outside of the age group where it's beneficial. So we do all the training in the airplane. So it's uh, th- those are common errors, I think, that schools make. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Um, so <clears throat> a little bit about uh, who we are uh, before we kind of wrap this up. This will be a really short episode. We're going all over the place here. We, we just are. started and, and that's we're just okay. like, let's talk about flying. Let's yeah, <laughs> we just wanna, that's what we're going to do. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about flying. Um, but I'm uh, I'm 42 years old. I grew up here in Florida on the Space Coast. I've, I've worked, This airport is two miles away from the airport I was uh, from the hospital that I was born at. So I've lived here all my life. I have a bunch of children and it's time for me to get my private pilot's license. My background is data communications, satellite communications, uh, working computer networking right now, but uh, flying and, and I'm good at those things, but flying is really my passion and I volunteer at air shows and I hang out at airports and I get to just plug in with people who are involved in aviation. And now I have, we, you and I are working together to make the YouTube channel Flight Review, mm-hmm. uh, which you can find at youtube.com slash flight review, where I'm documenting my flight training experience uh, to get my private pilot certificate. Yep. And Every moment. Every yes. single little moment. <laughs> They're all in there. Yeah. So check that out if you're looking for a cool YouTube channel. This channel here, this uh, podcast, is going to be kind of like where we break down some of those things. We answer some questions necess- at, at, that maybe the audience has, and we would love to hear from our audience about uh, any questions that they have, you've got the ear of a certified flight instructor with close to 10,000 hours of total flight time and something like 3,000 hours dual given. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing this all my life. This is awesome. This is all I know so, how to do. <laughs> yeah, and you were you were grew up around here as well. Yeah, I, I was born here in town and uh, went to the Palm Bay High School in town and uh, decided that flying was what I was going to do because my dad was an AMP, so I was always around it, airframe power plant mechanic on aircraft and so i was just around it all the time and i just fell in love with it right away and um i started training we're we're sitting right now in this conference room this is the same conference room where i met my first flight instructor and did my first lessons and i took my private pilot check ride i was sitting in this chair that i'm sitting in right now and now i get to train people here in this same conference room um it's kind of beautiful in that way but i went on to do you know flight instruction uh, I did charter airlines, corporate. Uh, I did military contracting uh, under under flying under military contracts overseas. Um, I've flown um, uh, the zero G seven twenty seven. I did that for a while, and then uh, most recently, I'm I'm a demonstration captain for Embraer Executive Jets out of Melbourne. So I'm flying brand new jets out of the factory and running the flight school at the same time. Which we started the flight school about th- two years ago. Two years ago, as an aircraft rental company, which kind of by demand molded it or, or formed itself into a into a flight school over time, and uh, it's very exciting. Let's talk about uh, uh, 
Well, well for, real quick, I'll talk about the airport. The airport's got a bunch of companies here. Embraer mm-hmm. is one of them. They mm-hmm. actually do final assembly on the Phenoms here. And I think they're going to be moving some other aircraft here. Well, no, as well. they do the final assem- assembly on the Phenom 100, the 300, and the Legacy Series. Aircraft. Legacy Series, right. That's yeah, from, from what I understand, they do. Yeah, I, I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I do work do. there. <laughs> you should know that, right? yeah. Um, the, but uh, as for this flight school, we have, I think it's six Cessna 172s. That's correct. And we also have a Cirrus SR20. Yep. And there's a Beechcraft Duchess, which is a riot. I love yeah, that airplane. It's a great airplane. Yeah. So um, we and when I first started coming here, I think there was three or four Cessna 172s. Now there looks like there's six. So mm-hmm. we're growing because and yeah. we need the airplane. So I think that's fantastic. A lot of people are getting into flying for a lot of reasons. And uh, it's great to see. We try to keep it affordable. You know, um, I'm in it to see that people make it. You know, we 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 make it happen for them, and we. It's not, I guess. Over the years, flight schools have gained bad reputation by overcharging, and we're going to avoid that reputation. Yeah. As long as I can be at the helm. Yeah. And I will be until <laughs> until the day that I'm I'm done until I retire. You know, because yep. it's just a beautiful thing to watch people. I'm, we're we're still sitting here, we're watching uh, Mike who got his CFI, and then the DPE, my operations manager. His original flight instructor in the white shirt there, Dave. Yep. And then his parents, who are both Navy fighter pilots. Neat. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's so awesome. um, to watch this happen out this here is, is pretty this cool. Is the, this is the full circle right yeah. here. That's so cool. It's, it's the best part of the whole the whole process. So. You know, and what's funny to me is aviation. I love the airplanes. I love an F-16 that turns, you know, dinosaurs into decibels and just lights the blower and rips your face off as it goes by. <laughs> and I love all that stuff. But you know what? For me, the, the bigger deal is it's the people. The aviation community to me is some of the finest group of human beings on the planet. And I love being around them. It's amazing. It's, it's just a big community of people who all share the same interest. You know, it was a... Uh, it was tough for me because I was in I was in high school and I was, I felt like I was the only person who liked airplanes. I felt the same way. There was like two thousand people I in had the, the school, same problem. and I had no friends who enjoyed. I'd be like at home. I'm like sixteen years old playing Microsoft Flight Simulator, yes, and everybody else would I did be like, so much. "What's wrong You're, with you? Why, why such, are you playing that? Yeah, game? why are you playing this stupid game?" And I'm like, "I just want to fly airplanes, you know, and no money. I'm a young kid and stuff like that." Um, and then when I went to flight school for the first time. I was like, wow, everybody likes the same thing as me. This is incredible. I mean, even when I got my private here, it was one-on-one with an instructor. There was no, there was a couple other students that she had, but there wasn't a lot of, there wasn't a community at the time. And now we have this community here where like everybody likes the same thing. And we, you know, we go out together, we go on flights together, we do everything together, you know, and, and people are becoming friends. We've had families become friends my family and your family now spend time together outside of this. Yep. You know, and uh, it's really, really cool to see everybody come together. Yeah, that's the best we're part. Ha- we're having babies being born and stuff too now, you know. That's like, amazing. It's, it's uh, cool. It's so cool. So uh, so this podcast is just going to be an extension of the of, of our video show, but also just another way for us to reach out and, and interact with that community mm-hmm. that's out there. So I, we hope you, uh, if you find this podcast and you enjoy it, we hope you'll share it with your friends. Uh, we'll, we're going to put it out available on all the different uh, uh, methods, so it'll be available on iTunes and anywhere else that you get your podcasts. But we're really excited uh, to just to just chit chat and talk about flying and about you know aviation in in all aspects of it. Derek's got a lot of experience, so you know you're going to have. Uh, 
somebody who you can listen to and, and ask questions. And mm-hmm. so we'll, we'll just, I'll ask the questions and Derek can answer them. And he said, maybe he'll ask me some questions. And I, once and in I a while don't too. know, I don't know everything. So it's going to be a matter of like, if we get a question that we're going to need to do some research on, it may take me a little while to find out, uh, what the right answer to that question is or the best answer to that question is. Um, but you know, I've seen a lot of things <laughs> and yeah. a lot of stuff. Yep. Throughout my years of doing this, and, and I want to give you the best guidance that I possibly can. So if you got a question you want to ask, don't be afraid. We're going to give you, you know, non-biased opinions. You know, we're going we're gonna to really look at the issue and say, well, what's the best thing for you or, or what's the best way or just what's the answer to your question. Great. Awesome. Cool. So uh, we hope you enjoy the show, and we'll be back uh, with episode one, the very first episode, very soon. So thanks for ch- thanks for uh, tuning in. Check thanks us for out. listening. All we'll right. talk soon. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Flying with a Purpose. If you'd like us to consider answering your question on the show, send us an email to podcast at flightreview.tv. That's podcast at flightreview.tv. We would love to hear from you. Also, check out the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash flightreview for the latest flight training episode. Derek is trying to turn me into a pilot in front of the world. Finally, if you like this show, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us out to have some five-star ratings, especially when we are just starting out. Again, thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode of Flying with a Purpose. Thank you.